Well, a future Astros star has broken into Baseball America's top 100 prospects. We'll talk about who that is and what's going on. Hector Neri's wants a lot of money. He could be going to the Yankees. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in this edition of Locked on Astros. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at on this lovely cold evening? Yeah, it is freezing cold down here. Um, thank you, Northerners, for bringing this cold weather down. But I'm H.L. Wilhouse. You can find me at X, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I'm a fan of the cold in little spurts. Always Stros. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up. And go and make us your uh, first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check us out. Become an everydayer. Somebody listens to our podcast every day. Join the family. We're here for you all off season, even if, if Hector Neris goes somewhere else. But we're going to talk today about mostly about a future Astro, and that is Jacob Melton. And it's been a while. The Astros have traded away a lot of their top prospects. The most recent one, uh, Drew Gilbert, went in the Justin Verlander trade. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. were saying that was a bad trade. I don't think so. I think uh, Drew Gilbert's going to be a great player, but uh, the Astros needed to make that trade at the time. They're uh, desperate for some starting pitchers. Uh, But you're going to have to lose some prospects as you go if you want to continue to win. And so the question is, the Astros do not have a top 100 player in MLB pipeline. So uh, we'll see. I don't know if when's the last time they've been updated that their list. But today, Baseball America updated their list. Jacob Melton is on there. And drum roll, please. What number is he? Number 88. Yes. <laughs> sorry. I so had, um, I have a hand. Ah! Oh, no. Sorry. That was the wrong button. <laughs> what was that? So- <laughs> well, I had my I had I had the wrong hotkey. Sorry. I'm getting used to my new equipment still. Um, I was going for the hand claps. But hey, he's in the top 100. We didn't trade him away. There's the positive. Right, Eric? Right. Um, you know, he's he's mainly known for, you know, his hit tool, and we'll talk more about it. But do you think that the only way the Astros get a top 100 prospect in their system is, I don't know if it would be through the, maybe it's through the draft, maybe they, they get a steal in one of the first few rounds, but maybe if they trade one of their major league players um, this year, they could get a top 100 prospect with that. And who knows, maybe with only one guy in there and everybody's kind of, kind of down on crane for quote unquote, not going out and, you know, breaking the bank, like all these other teams, 
maybe that opens the door for us to be in the market, say, okay, we can get a top 100 guy for a Framber or someone like that if they make a trade in the in the offseason. I mean, in like midseason. So who knows? Maybe he won't be the lone guy all year long. But the question is, Brett, what is better, prospects or parades? And I think the Astros are always going to go with parades. And so I know that last year we fell a little bit short. The Astros did on um, getting that uh, that third parade. But the Astros have a team that's built to go to the World Series. And right. uh, unless they just flop, I don't see them really going out there and trading the Farmer Valdez, trading Alex Bregman. Let's say the Astros are out of contention. That's the only time I see them saying, oh, okay, well, we don't think we're going to bring Alex Bregman back, so let's go and trade him. You can get some top 100 uh, players back for Alex Bregman, for Falmer Valdez. Uh, knock on wood, let's hope that does not happen. But um, even uh, if you look at last year's draft, the highest player from last year's draft is on the Astros ranks is number four. That's Bryce Matthews. So um, the Astros dra- are, have always been drafting um, kind of at the, the bottom of the draft because they've been winning. And so it's hard to get those top prospects wh- where they've been right. doing. And Dana Brown, that's kind of his job. His job is to go out there and find the diamond and roughs and find the guys that kind of become superstars. Like Jacob, Jacob Milton, everybody was focused on Drew, Drew Gilbert last year, but everybody in Astros organization was like, okay, go ahead and have Drew Gilbert. We want to keep Jacob Melton. You can have this other guy. I forgot what the other guy's name was, but we want to keep Jacob. Melton. This is the guy we want to keep. And uh, they were so excited when they didn't have to trade him. And now we see why he's only 23 uh, years old. He's six, three. Um, he's a left-handed hitter. He plays outfield and um, he can run. He had what, what I say was 54 stone or 40, 40 something solo bases last year. Um, right. Yeah. 40 stolen bases. He had 23 home runs, 55 RBIs, 52 walks. He had 99 strikeouts, but his OPS was 801. His slugging percentage was 467. And his batting average was a little bit low, 245. But uh, when you're looking at a young player like that who does strike out a little bit, you look at the OPS, and the OPS is, I think, what's going to show if it's if he's going to be able to hit in big leagues. Yeah, um, I just I think a kid like this with as many tools as he has offensively, that it's really going to be hard for him to miss hitting wise. Now, it's not necessarily whether he's going to hit; it's it's how consistently he's going to hit. Because if you if you go back and look at his stats when he um, in twenty twenty two. Um, when he played, he only played in, let's see, 19 games in Fayetteville, but he went from rookie ball to Fayetteville, played 19 games there, and had an OPS of 1,001. Um, he went to Asheville, um, uh, high A, um, the Asheville Tourist, and had 344 at-bats in 86 games. He had an OPS of 791, an on-base percentage of 338, slugging percentage of 453. And his numbers in some areas dipped, but they rose. He... In Corpus Christi last year, he had he had a solid um, small sample size with 13 games, 52 at bats, 13 hits, OPS of 862, on base percentage of 304, raises average to 250. So he's hitting 248 for his minor league career right now. I just I I like what this kid brings. You know, 
He does have hit 50, power 55, which is solid, run 60. Um, his arm 55, fielding 55. Overall, he is a 50, as we talked before. He's not the Pedro Leone fielder with the 80-rated arm, things like that, but he could probably make up with it with his speed. Um, if he doesn't have a great arm, that means he can f- track down a lot of fly balls. And you wonder, is this guy going to be a replacement for a left fielder? Or is he going to be going to right field if for some reason the Astros can't get something done with Kyle Tucker? I still think they get something done with Kyle Tucker. But can you imagine having Tucker out there in right and then in left field having someone like Melton um, as another corner outfielder, you know? Yeah, that's scary. That's kind of scares me. I mean, I know there's going to be a time where we're going to lose one of these players, but you don't really want to think about it. So uh, what position does Jacob Melton play? We'll talk about that in a second and we'll kind of look at uh, you already kind of addressed it a little bit. What, what's his future with the Astros? When should we uh, go ahead and see him? Uh, but this is definitely um, it's good to see. Uh, Astro in a top 100 list because um, it's it's not it's very rare like Drew Gilbert was in there but then you traded him so uh, we'll see how long uh, fingers crossed he stays on that list hey guys let's talk about Ibotta Ibotta is something it's a new year why don't you try it? It's a, a new way of shopping. Uh, so stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting uh, cash back on every purchase you make. After the holidays, we can all use a little cash. Get ready for the Astros because we know those Astros tickets are a little bit pricey. So especially after all the gifts giving, we might need to still buy some everyday things that we need. Make sure you're getting cash back on your everyday purchase with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're uh, beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, it just gives you, a, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can use in your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the, uh, the over 50 million savers and earn cash back with Ibotta. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKDOWNMLB when you register. Just go to Apple's, the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and start earning cash back using the code LOCKDOWNMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code Locked on. That's right. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The regular season is over and we're charging to the big game, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. That's correct. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's a $150 amount of money in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways that i think you would enjoy like same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more so right now let's take a look at the numbers between the texans and the ravens coming up for the divisional round matchup the texans and ravens are locked at minus 110 on the money line over unders 38 and a half the plus minus is texans are plus nine and a half 
Ravens are minus nine and a half. Let me tell you, go to FanDuel today. You won't be sorry. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. So uh, I know that we're all excited about the the football playoffs, but we're also excited that um, the rodeo lineup came out, not necessarily for the rodeo lineup, but that means that baseball is just around the corner. So you're going to see a whole bunch of these young players like Jacob Melton go out there. I'm not sure if Jacob Melton has earned a spring training invite. I would say he, he would. I think we're going to find out pretty soon. But we see a lot of players going uh, doing Astros Caravan right now. So I know there's some that went to Corpus Christi. They uh, they do a good job of going all across the state of Texas. Because there's not just – Astros fans are not just from H-Town. They're from all over. There's even people in Louisiana. And there's also some Astros fans that live in California and New York. Y'all just don't like to admit it. But uh, there's, there's fans all around the country. Well, we have fans of our show that absolutely love our show. Um, They, they, they love what we do. I mean, I could literally go through probably 20 different States that I know of off the top of my head, different countries. I mean, all the way on the other side, the Eastern side of this world. I mean, all the way down to New Zealand and Australia, Eric, I'm telling you the Astros audience, not just locked on Astros, but the Astros fan base is global. So don't be, dismayed Astros fans. We got more than H town covering you and Astros. We got your back. Look, I know people are being all like, Oh, Jim crane. I don't like him anymore. And Oh, he's not spending. And we're just, I mean, all the angst that I'm hearing, I'm like, guys, they're like, look what the Dodgers are doing. Like what have the Dodgers done? Except when a Mickey mouse 60 game title, look at the Yankees are doing. What have the Yankees done since 09? Look at the Rangers. The Rangers did it. Okay, the Rangers actually beat the Dodgers and the Yankees to a World Series. That's the only good thing I can find about the Rangers title is they beat the Yankees and the Dodgers at their own game and spending money like a drunken sailor. Right. So I thought you meant literally beat them. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. They beat them them to the World Series. So, you know what, Texas? I guess my hat goes off to you for that. I know it sucked because I was there at game seven. That was terrible thing to watch. And we're coming back for that crown. So don't you forget it, Texas. It's on loan. We're coming for our trophy. I thought you said the targets on your back. That's what oh, you yes, said. Yes. yes. Now I don't I don't have that line scripted yet, but once I get it memorized, it will be consistent and it will be like Novocaine. And it will be so painless that they it'll be like a frog being boiled in water. They won't even know. The playoffs will get here. You and can the Rangers find him will. at H-Town Wheelhouse on X, and his name hey, is I'm Brett. I'm telling you, man, Rangers, <laughs> hey, Rangers fans are going to bring it. They're salty. But, look, I've met a lot of Rangers fans at these playoff games. I've met some real jack wagons, but I've met some genuinely good dudes and gals that they are passionate about their team. You know what? You cheer for whatever team you want to cheer for. I don't care. Right. But if you're going to bring the smoke, you better be sure that you can dish it out as much. You can take it as much as you can dish it out. I'm willing to go back and forth with people, but it's always in good fun. It's never personal. All right. So, so far in the minor leagues, Jacob Melton has played 66 games in center field. He has started 64 of those games. He has a 986 fielding percentage. Uh, so he has 142 putouts. Uh, so uh, that's pretty good. He has two errors and three assists. 
overall. So um, if you're looking at what his second position so far is, it's mostly been DH with 26 games. I don't know if you call that position. And then his third actual position, uh, mostly in the minors, has been uh, right field. He's played 19 games. He has a 958 fielding percentage. Then he's also played left field. He has a thousand percentage, but he's only played nine games. So he's played a little bit all around the diamond. I mean, all around the outfield out there. So he's kind of a, some guy that wherever you need. So if you need him to play center field, when he gets up here, he'll play center field. Hopefully we don't need him to play right field, but we never know. Well, you know, and for him to be the number one overall prospect and to jump some of these other guys like the Eric Gettys, the, you know, Bryce Matthews, Luis Baez. I, I I think to jump him, I know Luis Baez is a little bit more behind the um behind the gun than he is. He's, he's in single, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 younger. Um he won't he won't be here um as quickly because Melton's Melton's arrival time according to MLB is twenty twenty five, Baez twenty seven. These are their top five, Arigetti twenty four, Bryce Matthews twenty six, and Zach Desindo twenty five. These timetables don't always play out. Sometimes they go faster. Sometimes they go slower. Sometimes these guys just never make it. I I mean, you never know. And like you said, are we going after prospects or are we going after trophies? Jacob Melton, to me, though, is a guy that could jump that timeline, Eric, if they need to, if they need him. Um, You know things happen in the season. I mean, injuries happen, things like that. And maybe Melton catches fire. He ends up in AAA, and he ends up towards the end of the season getting a, getting a late season call up to get some at bats. Maybe goes on the taxi squad, kind of like they've done with Yiner and with Pena, to prime these guys. Um, you know, I'm you know I'm excited, but um, I think his ETA will be on this roster in 2025. But I think you're going to see him not as a main player but as a kid that gets called up a great kessinger type of call up a you know what i'm saying someone like that who's serviceable because at the end of the season uh well i mean great kessinger is a different position i'm just saying great great kessinger got called up mid-season right and he he kind of jumped back and forth a little bit jacob milton may fill that role if he plays enough but they may not do it at all this year because he doesn't have a ton of playing time you never know with these guys. I mean, you know, Alex yeah. Bregman shot through the minor leagues. Um, Jose Altuve shot through the minor leagues. So who knows? Yeah. So the the problem is if they bring him up for a part-time role, you're starting the arbitration clock. And for a guy like Jacob Melton, that might mean something. Ask George Springer. That's true. That's ask true. Um, ask Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, so um, you, you might see him, uh, like if he's coming up, he's coming up to be an everyday starter. Right. He's not a great Kessinger type player. I I get what you're saying. Get him some uh, experience. Okay, yeah. But- okay. Yeah. You know what? You you know what? Correct. Excellent. That's that's like, dude. That's the nicest way that I've ever been corrected in my life. I didn't even think about that because he is a number one prospect. So you're right. right. He's not going to come up unless he has a main role. But don't you think that that's still, if they know he's going to play a main role in 2024, I mean 2025, him coming up late in the season in September. Yeah you know, to get some at bat. So I would say that he's probably going to come up maybe sooner, maybe if they need him in June, July, and they're just going to wait till that super uh, two deadline or true. Uh, that, true. That deadline, whatever. That. So, yeah, it's just, it all depends. That date is kind of fluid. Sometimes it's in uh, June 1st. Sometimes it's 
a little bit later, ask Chris Bryant. He, he knows when his is, but, uh, but like, it's a big deal because that gives them an extra year. And so uh, there's Astros player. I forgot who it was. that got an extra year because of how the Astros manipulated the clock. And uh, maybe it was George Springer. It was one of those players that they actually George manipulated. Springer, George Springer was, he stayed in the minor leagues way too long. Um, yeah. They did that with Oswalt. Um, they did it a little bit, I think, with Berkman, if I remember correctly. But I remember, because I remember when they when, when they had the Zephyr, um, when they had the baseball team at um, the New Orleans. New Orleans Zephyrs. And I remember hearing about guys like, oh, this guy is with the Zephyrs. He needs to be called up. And they always seem to slow walk their prospects. And I think that was the thing with Roy Oswald. Someone can can, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Roy and and Berkman, there was a little bit of that feeling too. Well, I remember with uh, Oswald, when they brought him up, they did uh, do kind of what they did with Shane Reynolds. They brought him up and they made him a uh, bullpen guy at first, but then they had him. If I remember correctly, I could be totally wrong with that, but no, yeah, it got, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I think in a second, we're going to talk about Hector Nares. We, I, I saw a report. I don't know how report. substantial it is, but there's a report out there of how much he's looking for. And I don't know if the Astros can come out with that. And so we'll talk about that in a second. Uh Hello, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical is here for you. And now I know we want to escape um, from the realities of life with sports, but I need to talk to you for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. Now, I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than having having um, someone that you love close to you is sick and not able to get something because the supply chain has let you down or life-saving medication is there that you that is not there that you need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because Jace Medical. So Jace Case is a pack of five antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your offer today. Hey guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us uh, give us thumb up. Thumbs up and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast. But guys, go and make out make the Locked On Sports uh, today your second listen. It's the first 24-7 streaming network out there on YouTube. Just subscribe there and you'll hear all the news of the day. What's going on with Travis Kelsey? Is he really retiring? What's going on with the Chiefs? What's going on with Taylor Swift? No, I don't think they're talking about Taylor Swift and everything. But what's going on with sports out there? 24-7 streaming channel. All the news you need to know on Locked On Sports Day. Go check it out. And maybe when there's big Astros news, They'll, uh, you'll see us up there, right, Brett? That's right, man. Um, you know, I'm excited. I've actually sat and watched a couple of those shows. And look, if you're not in on all the news around the country, and I know some people don't like watching all the big four-letter networks, and some of you prefer that, 
but locked on. I mean, not only is it guys like Eric and I, but but they're local experts. So if you really want to get a heartbeat and a pulse of what's going on with that city, with those fans, with that team, that's really one of the best ways to do it. Shoot, Peter Bukowski, I got to call him out a little bit because he's saying that Jordan Love is the best rookie quarterback in the NFL. And I'm sorry, Mr. Bukowski, but I, 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 I hope you see this because I think you're really wrong. I think C.J. Stroud is better than Jordan Love. You know what? Let's settle it in the Super Bowl, sir. Two rookie quarterbacks go head-to-head. I would love to see it. Peter, I hope your Packers accept my challenge. We'll see you in the Super Bowl. So does that mean we are a three-letter network, LOA, Locked on Astros? <laughs> yeah, we're at least we're not a four-letter network. You know, <laughs> yes, Locked on Astros or just Locked on. I guess Locked on Sports Network. I get, ooh, we, maybe we are a four-letter network, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, uh, somebody is locked on making their wallet a little bit fatter, and that is Hector Neris. Uh, so Ooh. he declined that $8.5 million, I believe it was, uh, that he had for the 2024 season. And he definitely wanted a little bit more. Okay. If you're standing up right now, you might want to sit down. If you're driving, you might want to pull over. And I, we don't want to be responsible for any accidents. So Hector Neris is asking seeking for we don't know if it's actually he's actually going to get this but he's seeking a three-year deal for 50 million dollars see okay that's a report out there that's a report but i'll let y'all go check the source and i'll let y'all decide whether or not you you believe the source i hector gomez good guy i've talked to him a few times he he swings and misses a lot Okay, and and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything that's not known out there. I'm not like unveiling something or or like slandering him. I'm just saying go go look at the things he calls, and I don't know that's necessarily his fault. I think it may be the people he talks to, but I had mentioned something to one of the local radio hosts here in Houston through a DM, and they they replied to me. It says he's seeking. In other words, we don't know exactly how much he wants, but it could be up to that much. And so right. I don't know the validity of that report. I, I think that's a ridiculous, gaudy number because of his age and how long of the tooth he is, not because of what he brings on the mound. To me, his moxie, his tenacity, what he brings on the mound, you want that in a relief pitcher. But at his age, if he was 32, I might, I might consider giving him that money. Okay. Um, is, is he worth 16.7 million for three years? Is that, is that what the deal is? Well, it's a per year. Million? So it's about, it's 16.6. So I rounded it up. Well, so I would give him two years since I gave Montero 11, I would give him two years, $26 million. That's what I'd give him 13 and a half. I give him no 13. I give him 13, 13 a year, two years, Click. 26. His agent just hung up on you. He wants three years. You got to do better. Okay. So the third year, you have to outperform. Your second year has to outperform your first year, and you'll have a player option in your third year, and I'll move it up to 15. But you have to – you have to – like, I'm going to have markers. Like, you're going to have to match your career best ERA, and then the next year you're going to have to do something better, something you've never done. You're going to have to earn it. 50 million, sir. You're only offering me, even if I max out my contract, 41 million. I know I love the Houston Astros, but 
what else can you give me to make me come back to pitch well, with the Astros? Um, kick rocks. See you, kid. <laughs> I'm not paying that. I'm not paying fifty million. It's the age, you know. Unless your boy's on a regimen of steroids and cycling through anabolics, then I don't see him getting better. Again, if you if you outperform your your first year with your second year, then we will have a third year on the table. But until you give us everything we need, we're not doing a third year and we're not giving you 50 million. And why would you give a guy $50 million at that age? Unless what are they going to defer to? Are they, are, are they trying to be the Dodgers 2.0? Are they going to defer this? Because they've got freaking Juan Soto coming up. They want to sign Juan Soto. He's going to cost an arm and a leg. He's going to be a quote unquote generational signing. And so I don't see the Yankees giving him that much. Really be able to go to Dodgers? I I don't see the Dodgers being able to do that and be able to afford to be existence. No, I'm saying the Yankees are doing it. Yeah, the Yankees are going to defer. Like that's the only way that contract makes sense. Right. If you defer the money, that's and that's stupid because then you've got Juan Soto. What do you got? Are you going to defer his? Because his contract's going to be massive. Don't. It won't be seven hundred million, which Otani's deal is not seven hundred million. He's getting paid ten million, two million for ten years. That's what he's getting paid, folks. He's not getting paid seven hundred million. He's not even getting right. most of his money till after he's done with his ten-year contract. It's a bunch of hogwash. It's ruining baseball. Thank you, Manfred. You're a terrible commissioner. Yeah. So I know that Nares had seventy-seven strikeouts in uh, seventy. Uh, 68.1 innings last year. He had a good whip. He had a good ERA during regular season. He basically stunk it up in the playoffs. But we all know what Naris can do. We've we seen him in person. And I think the Astros of all teams know what they're getting in him. But we heard Dana Brown say it. We're not going to overpay. Uh, we're waiting for the relief market to go down a little bit. So that doesn't seem like that sounds like closer money. That's sixteen point seven million dollars per year. Yeah, that's closer it does. Money. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, I mean, to his credit, Eric, he could close. He's done it before. Yeah. And maybe a team comes in and brings him in as their closer. But until next time, you know, I guess so. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So we could all be seeking to marry supermodels and stuff like that, but we're just seeking. We never. It doesn't mean we're gonna get them. You know what I, don't I mean? Know where that came from? So it's a word seeking. That doesn't mean you're going to get. Okay. Okay. You just did the Super Bowl. Kind of threw me off there for a second. Anyway, uh, my name's Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancey. We are the Locked On Astros podcast. We did talk about Jacob Melton. Uh, We're going to talk, go for a deeper dive in the minor leagues next week. And uh, Brett, forget to mention, he's Brett Chancey if I forgot to mention him. And we are the Locked On Astros podcast. And we are your team every day. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports Today, 24-7, sports uh, live stream coverage all the time. So we will see you next week, and go Strokes. Go Strokes.